0: Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, then there is no health in us. But Thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare Thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore Thou those who are penitent, according to Thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for His sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, To the glory of thy holy name amen the almighty and merciful lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins
0: true repentance amendment of life and the grace and consolation of his holy spirit amen our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy
1: kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips.
2: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
2: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord.
2: The Lord's name be praised.
0: Psalm 73. Truly God is loving unto Israel, even unto such as are of a clean heart.
2: Nevertheless, my feet were almost gone, my treadings had well nigh slipped.
1: And why, I was grieved at the wicked, I do also see the ungodly in such prosperity.
2: For they are in no peril of death, but are lusty and strong.
1: They come in no misfortune like other folk, neither are they plagued like other men.
2: And this is the cause that they are so holden with pride, and cruelty covereth them as a garment.
1: Their eyes swell with fatness, and they do even what they lust
2: they corrupt other and speak of wicked blasphemy their talking is against the Most High
1: for they stretch forth their mouth unto the heaven and their tongue goeth through the world
2: therefore fall the people unto them and thereout suck they no small advantage
1: Tush, say they how should God perceive it is there knowledge in the Most High
2: lo these are the ungodly These prosper in the world, and these have riches in possession.
1: And I said, then have I cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency.
2: All the day long have I been punished, and chastened every morning.
1: Yea, and I had almost said even as they, but lo, then I should have condemned the generation of thy children.
2: Then thought I to understand this, but it was too hard for me.
1: Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I the end of these men.
2: Namely, how thou dost set them in slippery places, and castest them down, and destroyest them.
1: O, how suddenly do they consume, perish, and come to a fearful
0: end.
2: Yea, even like as a dream when one awaketh, so shalt thou make their image to vanish out of the city.
0: Thus
1: my heart was grieved. And it went even through my veins.
2: So foolish was I and ignorant, even as it were a beast before thee.
1: Nevertheless, I am always by thee, for thou hast holden me by my right hand.
2: Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and after that receive me with glory.
1: Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire in comparison of thee.
2: My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever.
1: For lo, they that forsake thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that are unfaithful unto thee.
2: But it is good for me to hold me fast by God, to put my trust in the Lord God, and to speak of all thy works in the gates of the daughter of Sion.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost
2: as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twenty-fourth verse of the forty-fourth chapter of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, and he who formed you from the womb. I am the Lord, who makes all things, who stretches out the heavens all alone, who spreads abroad the earth by myself, who frustrates the signs of the babblers and drives diviners mad, who turns wise men backward and makes their knowledge foolishness, who confirms the word of his servant and performs the counsel of his messengers, who says to Jerusalem, you shall be inhabited, to the cities of Judah, you shall be built, and I will raise up her waste places, who says to the deep, be dry, and I will sit dry up your rivers. Who says of Cyrus, He is my shepherd, and he shall perform all my pleasure, saying to Jerusalem, You shall be built, and to the temple, Your foundation shall be laid. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, To Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him, and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors, so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you, and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I have even called you by your name. I have known you, though you have not known me. I am the Lord, and there is no other, there is no God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Rain down, you heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together i the lord have created it here ends the first lesson
0: my soul doth magnify the lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in god my savior for he hath regarded
1: the lowliness of his handmaiden for behold from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed for he that is mighty hath magnified me and holy is his name and his mercy is on them that fear him Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy
0: Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here begins the fifth chapter of First Peter. The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am a fellow elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serve as overseers, not by compulsion but willingly, not for dishonest gain but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another, and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. Here ends the second lesson.
0: Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word.
1: O Lord, save thy people.
2: And bless thine inheritance.
1: Give peace in our time, O Lord.
2: For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety.
1: O God, may clean our hearts within us.
2: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
1: Almighty God, who hast given thine only Son to be unto us both a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that his inestimable benefit, and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of
0: this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. Four thoughts about our lessons tonight. We, uh, we start with Psalm 73, which
1: is in the third uh, book of the Psalms, um, and is uh, one of eleven out of seventeen of the Psalms in this section of, of the Psalter that is dedicated, that is attributed to this figure named Asaph. And Asaph was a is a is a priest, um, is a priestly figure, and is processing the life of prayer from the perspective of a priest of the temple um, in Jerusalem. And one of the things that you know, emerges in this really iconic Psalm is this, this moment of near despair that takes place about a third of the way in, um, when he, when he concludes after watching, um, the apparent success of the wicked and the apparent, um, you know, lack of success by the righteous, um, in life that he has, you know, quote, cleansed his heart in vain. Um, and, you know, this is a, the moment when he's like, is it really worthwhile to, exercise covenant faithfulness and to be upright in the sight of the lord if it makes it if it's just if it seems like we're getting trounced all the time and that people who don't care about these things are succeeding wildly and i think that's a perennial question that's something that you know we we, we continually rescue wrestle with because it still even to this day, does seem this way a lot of the time and this is something that is a continuous thread um, through the wisdom literature of the old testament is Um, is that there is a deceptive quality to the apparent success um, that we experience in the short term. Um, And this can delude us into thinking that unrighteous actions that produce good results are made right by the fact that they are successful. Um, And it can also delude us into thinking that short-term success is the validation of whatever we have planned to do and think we're doing. Um, And this can be a disastrous self-delusion because it could... It could be setting us up basically to think that we you know we've done so well because you know look at all the look what we're look what we're doing right now and that the the call of the wisdom literature is always to come back to see that in the end over a long arc of time the lord does reveal and make manifest to his people um the truth of these things that righteousness and faithfulness are rewarded and that wickedness is punished and that these things, even if they apparently succeed for a while, they do in the end become what they really are. And that the truth will out, as as my grandmother used to say. Um, but we go, we take that with as a lens through which to look at the Isaiah lesson tonight. And this is a perplexing lesson for those, you know, if we read it from the perspective of those who would have experienced it, mainly because it's, you know, this it's mainly about this figure of Cyrus, who now in the year of our Lord 2023, we know to be uh, the Persian king that, you know, made the famous decree to allow um, the Jews to return to Judah uh, and to rebuild the temple at Jerusalem. Um, but this prophecy, we'll remember, was written about a hundred and, you know, you know, gosh, yeah, about 140 years at least, probably 190 years before uh, the actual, uh, the Cyrus was even born. Um, and that, you know, people are reading these, this book of the scroll of Isaiah can like, who, who is Cyrus? Uh, and they just kind of sat there in the back burner until you know for almost two centuries until this all these things came to pass um but one of the things that concerns it, that i think you know we have to pick up on in the first part of our reading tonight is this um vow on the part of the lord through isaiah to um kind of confound the uh the the you know what what could be translated as like the the omen readers and the um the the false talkers um is the kind of literal translation of what these people are and this is a kind of this is the person who um, who makes a living out of um, casually looking at patterns in life and then making so-called predictions about what people can expect to have next. And God is um, kind of making his overall point in this um, chapter that he is capable of doing things that we have not yet imagined um, and that there is a difference between the kind of practical wisdom that looks for um, you know, resonances between past moments and scenarios and current moments and scenarios. That's one kind of, you know, aptitude and not without value unless you're trying to trick people into thinking you can see the future. Uh, but we're talking more in this case about the fact that God's imagination just is 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 it's completely other than ours. That his ways, his thoughts just uh, He can imagine a, a, the possibilities that we cannot. Um, And so when he does works and, you know, does so in order to prove that he is the Lord and there is no other, it typically involves things that shock the imagination. Um, And so in this case, he's going to have, you know, a Persian king. And again, Persian kings don't don't really, you know, are not really Cyrus the king is not really a thing yet. Right. And, And Persia as an empire is not even a thing yet at this point. He's like yeah i'm gonna do this thing that you wouldn't even believe, you wouldn't even know what i was talking about if i were to put it out in detail for you right now but when it comes to pass you will look back on these things and you will say ah that is the lord this is a sign of his his authority his power his providence and there is no other um and we and that all of that kind of and comes to bear of course in our lesson from the new testament tonight as we conclude the book of saint peter the first letter of peter um who is talking uh, you know, has spent this whole book talking about patience and perseverance and their value in the Christian life, and in particular, this letter is very personal because uh Peter constantly refers um, to his own experience as an elder of the church and as a Christian man as a disciple of the lord um and the you know the the, the kind of wild trials that he has been through um and yet concludes uh, time and again in this letter that the endurance through hardship and suffering actually reveals the glory that is being worked within the disciple of Christ, um, and not despite that fact, Um, that God is actually forming glory within us through the difficulties that we endure, Um, but that this comports with the way that God has always done things, because who could have thought that, you know, it would be great Cyrus of Persia who suddenly cared about this temple in Jerusalem, and who could have thought as Asaph, the psalmist, would have thought that uh, these wildly successful but wicked people suddenly came to a precipitous end. when they had all the wealth, the material goods, the, the political capital, the strength of social relations to bear them up, suddenly this core thing of faithfulness became the only important thing that divided those who rose from those who fell. Similarly, in the remnant of Judah and the, at the decree of Cyrus, those who remained faithful were returned, and those who did not were scattered. Then when we get to the message of St. Peter tonight, we say like, no, continue in faithfulness, because even though we're this, you know, ragtag group of Christ followers who are getting beaten up by everybody imaginable, um, yet at the same time, we will inherit a crown of glory that does not fade away if we will but endure to the end, because in the end, that's when the thing is truly revealed and not before. And so the call to patience is one for us tonight as well as we continue in Easter tide that the thing that's being uh, brought forth within us that we were given in the renewal of our baptism at Easter is a real thing and it's going to be the only
0: real thing there is at some point but until then we have to persevere in hope. A couple thoughts for tonight. And with that we'll turn to our intercession page 590 And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities,
1: for his sake who went about doing good, thy son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore.
2: Amen.
0: Thanks so much for praying with us tonight, and thanks to Aaliyah, my co leader. Hope you have a wonderful start to your weekend. Thank you, Father Hayden. Bye. Have a good good Friday night, everybody. Bye, Nancy. It's good to see you. Great job, Father Hayden.